Gascast, a Bristol Rovers fans podcast. Hello and welcome back to Gascast. If you haven't listened to part one of this, go pick it up. Um, we're going to be talking about the retained list from here on. So we've just heard from Metz about his love of Stuart Sinclair. Go back to part one if you've missed it. Again, I repeat. Um, Matt. I can, I can do that whole monologue again if you want. <laughs> <laughs> He's itching to. Yeah, just put away the tears. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I can't, can't be dealing with you getting emotional again tonight. Fair enough. Um, Metz. Uh, Max, sorry. Um, Adam Smith and Sam Slocum have left. Yeah. Thoughts on losing our two senior goalkeepers? Yeah, it's a bit of a shame those two didn't work out because at the time I thought they were two very good signings. Um, Slocum is just a steady League One goalkeeper who who's, who's not going to really drop you any points but not going to win you masses masses of points either. But he was just a good option uh, and a good replacement for Mildenhall who'd, who'd retired. And obviously after the calamity of the Will Puddy Kel Roos situation, it was good to have a steady keeper in like Slocum. And Smith was an exciting young keeper who's who has a bit a bit of a reputation for being a like a cat on a hot tin roof, making wild saves, top bins every a time. Cat on a hot tin roof. You like that one? Where have you got that from? I don't know. It's from <laughs> my brain. Homemade. No, no, it's a famous saying. I'm not sure if it's ever been used to describe a goalkeeper, but um... cat on a hot tin roof. <laughs> oh my goodness me! Yeah, but you know what I mean. He's like he leaps all over the place, and um, he he made some good saves, but unfortunately. The two didn't really seem to do too well. I mean, Slocum isn't a very commanding goalkeeper. He's not. He's not much of a leader at the back, and um, I don't really know why it didn't really work out for him. But he just sort of never really got a consistent run of games. And I think in the end, he wanted to leave, and that sort of that sort of became evident this season. And Smith, he just um, he just went on a bad run, didn't he? Made some mistakes and couldn't really find his confidence he's um, always got a howler in him yeah he's always, always got a howler in him he's got a worldy save in him yeah, every now yeah, and again absolutely. I'm but all over I'm, I'm actually really gutted about losing Adam Smith I think when he signed I thought it was exactly the kind of signing we should be making you know he had left Northampton in in search of championship I think and yeah. that just wasn't coming so we scooped him up and I thought you know he's a good shot stopper you know he's the kind of he is the luxury goalkeeper really isn't he, he makes a good save but he also isn't the most consistent. Um, Mets, how are you feeling about it? Um, I'm a bit worried about the goalkeeper situation. Um, I agree with you. I would have kept Smith over Slocum. Um, and, well, now we've got just uh, Andre, who isn't convincing to me at all. He did make that one cameo, and he, he was not amazing. He didn't he was feel like a cat would... on a hot tin roof. He, he was okay, very right. much yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Get your <laughs> He didn't fill me with confidence, even though he is young, so he might kind of develop. But um, any any news on the Bonham situation? Any well, he's, inklings? Graham said that he was in talks with him, I believe. He said he was in talks and he was he was happy with the way things were going and was positive. So mm. um, he definitely wants he definitely wants Bonham. Um, but with our, we have been rumoured with the AFC filed goalkeeper, mm. whose name I have completely forgotten. Um, but Leitch? Lynch, Leitch? Lynch, Lynch. Is it yeah. Lynch? Joe, Joe. It starts with an L. Yeah, it starts with an L. I it starts that... with, yeah, it's something <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, so we are in. I think we are actively looking for a new first team goalkeeper, and it looks like uh, Andre Junior is probably going to be the backup, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think with the the kind of budget as it is, it probably makes sense to have one. Put your eggs in one basket with one first team goalkeeper, and then have Andre as a backup. Um, rather than trying to have two first-team goalkeepers and let them kind of duke it out. Although I've, I've, wages as well, mind. I mean, yeah. Smith and Slocum were probably on two grand each. 
So if we get yeah. a new keeper in on two grand, then that's another outfield player. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I always got what that was. I remember being quite excited by it because I remember thinking, okay, we're actually you know putting some money in here and. It's good to have two keepers. Well, you'd think it's good to have two decent goalkeepers battling it out between each other. It didn't just work, never did it? seemed to work. No, they, 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 I think they both wanted the game time too much. Mm. And they and they could, and whenever one of them dropped out of form, the other one couldn't capitalise. And mm. I can't think of any club where you have two goalkeepers like that battling it out and it helps the team. Mm. Can you think of any other? Burn, Burnley oh. do. They rotate Heaton and Joe Hart quite a bit. No, Ho- Joe Hart's been dropped like a... Has he? Yeah, yeah. he has been dropped. Who's off. the other one they've got then? Because they've got Heaton... Pope. Pope, that's right, yeah. So they've got yeah. they've got three good goalkeepers and they... I think that is get... quite rare. That, okay, that, they'll be sorting that, I'm sure, because the way to build... <laughs> they, I, I imagine they got Joe Hart in to be number one and that's just, you know, not yeah. gone well. But I'm thinking of other Premier League sides, like... I, there's always a, in the a big, number one, like the big a, eight or whatever. You can't. They don't rotate really, except for cups, do they? It's yeah. just they don't know. They've got their number Stoke, one. Stoke used to rotate Begovic and uh, Sorensen quite a mm. bit back in the day. I know that. It's just yeah, it's, it's just an it's, odd thing, especially yeah, at a club where you're supposedly struggling with the budget. You can't be getting into two goalkeepers on the same money. So I completely yeah. get why. It's a shame that both of them have had to go. Really, that just yeah. shows how poor they turned out to be. I think. Um. This one needs no introduction. Tom Lockyer, um, Mets, how big a loss? Yeah, big actually. I think I think bigger than we think because, like we were talking about earlier, like the the kind of characters he'll be one of those. He's been with the club a long time, uh, good affinity with the fans, kind of thing. Um, this season he's been really like, especially the second half of the season with Craig, lots of clean sheets. He's been really good, and I was actually quite excited to you know see him carry on with rovers but fair enough he wants to better himself um no one's going to really begrudge him that it's just a shame we can't get any money for him not even on a tribunal either because he's Mm. over 24 now so that's a massive shame but i mean these things kind of happen don't they um yeah it is upsetting it'll be more upsetting if he goes to the championship fair enough if he goes to a team in our league i'm going to be genuinely pissed off See, this is the thing, is that I, I actually wouldn't be pissed off at all. I'd actually kind of respect him a little bit more. I know that's weird. I'll explain. So Please do. <laughs> he's, um, he's always kind of given the impression of being kind of a, a wiser man on young shoulders, you know. And he's kind of, he stayed at Rovers, Frank, by his own terms, he said, two years too long. And I think he's probably correct. But he's always known that playing football is better for him than going to a big club and sitting in the academy and doing shit all, essentially. Um, He has had offers, I know he has, in the last two years, normally in January transfer windows, to go to top-end championship clubs. But he's never really going there at that age to to actually play. He's normally going to be going there to try and play in a year or two time, and then he'll be released and you know what happens Mm. then. So to go now to... I don't know, a Portsmouth, which is in the media at the moment, I think means he will actually start every week in a team that can get promoted from League One and he can reach the championship the right way, I think. And my opinion is, and I think he's clearly kind of what could go through his head as well, is being promoted into the division is kind of like a natural progression of your talent, right? Like you, you've earned it. If you jump too far, you might get screwed. Paul Hurst. <laughs> yeah, and I think... Um, I think Lockyer as well. I think everyone agrees he's not necessarily championship standard, really. I think he's... Not yet. Everyone thinks he could get there, but right now, I mean, 
using the Pompey example again, Brett Pittman tore him to pieces this season. And Brett Pittman is not going to stand out in the championship as a good striker. So he, I don't. I think he needs to graduate from League One still, to be honest. And yeah. I think that's why someone like Pompey would be a good match, actually. Yeah, I can't argue with any of that, to be honest. Mm. That what you said makes total sense. And I think you're right. He is, a, he is an intelligent guy who wants to play football. He doesn't want to be um, sitting on a bench and not developing with that game time. But he does need a higher quality of coaching he does, and, yeah. and a higher standard of football and, and a better quality of teammate to, to, jump, to make that jump. Because I think he's hit his developmental ceiling with us. Developmental. I've made that word up. I will admit that I'll one. I'll take it. We'll use <laughs> developmental again. I like that one. We'll keep that one running. Um, I would be pissed off, however. First of all, are you still pissed off if he goes to Pompey? after? after now now you said playing? that, and actually he did say in his um, when he was on having a gas with sinks and lines about when he asked Marcus Stewart about it, and he said he remembered his promotions more than any of his other seasons so that mm-hmm. kind of it did see say to me maybe he would go to a top end league one team now you've explained it like that i think yeah i wouldn't be too pissed off actually. i've done my job you have done I've your done job. My job um i would be pissed off however if he went to warsaw <laughs> <laughs> i think that would be taking it slightly too yeah far. that would yeah. take the piss um another one that left danny ledbitter now, max you've got some opinions on danny ledbitter haven't you next <laughs> who who, uh, who is he uh, I love Danny Ledbetter. I I love what a lovely lad he is, isn't he? You know, lovely smile, lovely smile, lovely lad. Always gave it his best. Was never really quite good enough, in my opinion, for the football league. Ooh, um, <laughs> for the football league. I don't think it. I don't think he was great in League Two. I don't. He was on fire before he got injured. Yeah, he was, and then he got injured, no. and then he wasn't. Um, yeah, he started really well in League Two. Um, got injured after about four games after being an absolutely insanely good wing back um, and then struggled to get in the side after injury who do we bring in at right back that season James Clark played right back quite a lot mm. didn't he um, but then he did sort of get back in the side towards the end obviously we got promoters so you have to give him credit there where due um, but league one just not his level at all is it mm. um, and you can't really begrudge can't really begrudge the decision of to let him go Um I think he will be missed because he's one of those players whose pace gets him out of trouble. So he'll be missed in that regard because now we're looking very, very slow at right back with Partington and Clark, neither of who have signed on, by the way, um, as of yet. Um, So we're looking quite exposed at right back now. So it is a bit of a worry, but I'm confident that Graham will bring in the right player, hopefully a Jack Grimmer type, um, to fill that pacey right back void. Um, but yeah, wish Danny the best. Thank him for the two promotions. Obviously, he was he was a, he did play a part in there. So mm. yeah, it's, it's sad in one way. I think I think that's all the conference players, all the conference squad are now gone, aren't Except they? Except for Ollie Clark. Oh yes, yeah, sorry, forgot about Ollie Clark. How could I forget about Ollie Clark? Yeah, Ollie's the only one left, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. And from the League Two promotion, it's only Ollie and James Clark. I can't think of anyone else. I can't think of anyone else either. Yeah, just those two. Yeah, so not very many left from the promotion no. years. I mean, I'd, I'd just like to quickly explain to everyone that Danny Ledbetter will always have a special place in my heart because he did take me into the Bristol Hotel Players Party after the League Two promotion, um, which was just the best thing ever. <laughs> so, absolute legend. Never forget him. Yeah, and what lad. a lovely smile he had. He's a, he's a top lad. Where will he end up, do you reckon? 
I don't think Daryl will take him to Walsall. I'm just going to assume that everyone that leaves might go to Walsall. I'm going to go with Notts County in the conference. Oh, no, he's going to get a League Two. I think with Danny. Big, big I think with Danny. Stuff. If you, I think we did let him down with the coaching. To be honest, a little bit. I think he's. I've said this before on a podcast long ago. He's got all the attributes. Just got to teach <laughs> the bloke to pick someone out and know when to cross it instead of run. He's so fast. He is very fast. Although he must be starting to lose his pace. He's got to be. He's quite old now. He's older than you think, isn't he? Every mm. time we have this conversation, it surprised me. How old is he? Off to. Can you remember? I can't remember, no. But I'm I sure he's like... 20s. Yeah. Late which 20s. I always look at him and I think he's like 23. Yeah, but what with that smile? <laughs> but no, I think he, um, I think we kind of let him down a bit with the coaching. And to be fair, he did get injuries since League Two, especially. In, in non-league, not so much. But um, he was started really well in the League Two season and he just couldn't get going again after the injury. So I wish him the best, certainly. And um, especially for letting me into that party. And um, yeah, I think he'll get a League Two side. I hope so. I, think I hope will. he does for it for his career's sake. Um, Max, someone that you're going to be a little bit more positive about, I'm hoping. Chris Lyons leaves. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a surprise, is it? Um, because he was obviously not in favour with, with Graham. But, um, yeah, we'll be a hu- hugely missed. I think a lot of people still think that Chris has got something to give the club uh, on the pitch. Um, he's And off the pitch as well. He's a senior pro. Um, I think he wants to get into coaching at some point. So, that potentially could have been an opportunity to make him play a coach um, like we did with Mansell and, and Mildenhall before Mildenhall left for Swindon. Um, I think, yeah, it's sad to see him go because he started his career here. I would have liked him to have ended his career here, but he's gone to Northampton, obviously, because he's got a couple of years left in him, you'd think. Um, but yeah, we definitely missed his the creative side of, of Chris's game. And um, now we've lost that. There is just, we've got four four three four workhorses at central midfield and um obviously excluding circum um and we just need someone creative in there now uh to fill that void who's 10 years younger than lines hopefully um with the potential to grow and, and turn into a championship level center mid graham's come in for a lot of criticism about this one Matt. um mm-hmm. in fact both of you i want us all to nail our flag to the mast as it were um is it the correct decision to release lines ignoring everything else that's gone on yeah, absolutely. I think so as well. I think it is the right decision, yeah. But I don't agree with how it was done. I think a lot of people online, from what I've seen, seem to think that he might... I just, I'm just i not convinced that he is the answer anymore. I, he's not the answer, but he's he's an op- a good option, I think he was. Mm. I, w- I wouldn't have been unhappy if he stayed, um, but I, I'm not unhappy that he, massively unhappy that he's gone either because I think there is better out there and his wage for his wage that he's probably on he's joined Keith Curl at Northampton didn't take long for him to be snapped up quite a good move for him I think he, he'll do well though potential yeah. League 2 promotion for the CV and he is Mr. Promotion so happy days um, that's all of the, we had a few youth players leave as well I won't yeah, go through each uh, of them hang on, oh, you hang on. My, the, Lewis Lee Gilchrist has been released Met with silence there <laughs> by the room. Please carry on. Lewis Lee Gilchrist, the the he was on he was at Yate, right? Yeah, yeah. On fire, scored a lot of goals. I was you sound quite upset. About uh, yeah, this one. I thought he had a lot of potential. He scored a lot of goals, but obviously, um, they don't think he's up to it, which is a shame. But it's, it's hard, isn't it? I always I always doubt these youth loans because if you're not gonna, I, could, I do I do know more than the silence suggested. 
if you're going, if you're not going to bring someone in and give them a chance when they're scoring that amount of goals at Yates Town, what's the point in him even being there? Like yeah. he couldn't have done any better there, could he? No, they loaned him out at a higher level. Um, Hungerford, I Hungerford, think. and he couldn't do it. He only scored one goal there, I think, and then they put him back to Yates, and he st- scored too too many again, so they stuck him at Truro or somewhere, and he couldn't do it again. So he just couldn't get the consistency. But mm. sometimes you just need to throw a lad, lad like that in the first team for off the bench and just say, "Go, here you go." Dropping you in the deep end, what are you made of? Mm. So many like loans across the country as you know, you're moving from a lad who who lives in Bristol to ship him off to Truro and then Yate and then there's a lot of travelling up and down mm. the country in those well, Truro leagues. as well, bloody hell. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think we, we we kind of because of the bad season we had, we kind of weren't able to try anyone. Yeah, I we think weren't. I think no. that really kind of harmed us because there are a few that like Kilgore, for example, who definitely should have got more game time at the end of the season. And Dion of, Moore as well could yeah. have got a few games. Well, Dion Moore is actually someone that's in negotiations and hasn't actually hasn't signed, signed a contract. Oh. Interesting. Says a lot when the youth player's not signed a contract <laughs> and is in negotiations. Yeah. I mean, he said Theresa May negotiations. Negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> um, others in negotiations James Clark, Joe Partington, Mets. Um, you can separate those two if you want. I will. Uh, James Clark, whatever he wants, add like an extra 10 quid a week and then give it to him. Ten, yeah, I, I realised when I said 10 quid, it's not a lot of money, is it? Just whatever he asks for, double it and give it him. He's worth it. Um, Joe Partington, I was a, I was very surprised to see him um, actually offered anything, but it kind of makes sense. If you're going to operate with a smaller squad, you're going to probably want players who can play in multiple positions so you can play across the back four and CDM if needed so it does make sense and he's probably one of the players I'd say with the right kind of mentality in that whenever you see it he's really bollocking like the fourth official or the lino for like getting a decision is that, right is that, is that the definition of a Mets correct mentality yeah like the yeah bollocking the fourth lino. official yeah I, like when Tony Craig told the fourth official to fuck off because he didn't give him a throw the other week it was amazing like the, it's not his job thumbs up, that's a big know. thumbs up for me so you, like that kind of winner's mentality well um Ram was saying about we played Golf and Parsonson was in the like I don't know how golf works. You go round in you like, hit a ball. pairs, but then like he was going too slow for Parsonson, who was in like the pair behind him, and was like kept coming up to him and trying to get him like fuck. You hit my ball. What are you doing? Get out of the way. And all this, and you're thinking it's a game of captain golf, mate, material. That is, isn't it? That is, yeah. Just be aggy. That's my um, mentality test. Yeah. So I was a bit surprised to see him get offered anything, but uh, if we need players to cover multiple positions, he's a good squad player and. If he's on not very much money, then it, it does make sense. Can we find to finalise the retained list? Can we just touch upon the fact that everyone seemingly left through the back door? I mean, we touched upon earlier the fact that these are the last of the conference heroes. Well, except for Ollie Clark, um, no hero send off. How do we feel about that? Um, mixed feelings. I don't feel that everyone should have the red carpet laid down and confetti, but I think lines definitely deserved. Um, his goodbye, his last ten minutes, his cameo. Nine sinks. 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 Mokia got it. Sinks he... deserved to be a little bit more recognition, I think, because he he came through the darkest of days. Would have been nice to have told him, told us before that last game that this was his mm. last game. But why Even not? Off, why I, don't, not? I don't know. Maybe they haven't come to the decision yet. Maybe maybe he maybe he was. We were in negotiations with Sinks on a reduced contract, and Sinks turned it down. We don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Uh, everyone seemed to be saying let's not get too sentimental there's no loyalty in football really anymore 
Um, but there is. But I think. Things. But I think yes. we should. Ce- yeah, I think we should celebrate these players definitely yeah. for all they've done um, because you know we wouldn't be where we are without those players. So yeah, I'm a bit upset about a few of them not getting the goodbye they deserved. But um, I think Sinks came on Facebook for the first time in probably 10 years <laughs> to write, uh, write a status to say he's been overwhelmed with the messages he's received and uh, the club means so much to him. And so I don't think he and and some others have been without a goodbye, but publicly on the pitch, yeah, they probably did deserve a bit of a goodbye. But, you know, in the community and the messages they get online, they do get to a little bit of closure, I think. So, mm. yeah. It was hard to get the message to Stuart Sinclair, though, because he's just never on social media he's obviously uh in the woods yeah. in the woods doing his yoga can't get 4g in the caravan mate <laughs> <laughs> um we'll tie up the retained list there and we'll move on to the gas cast end of season awards we've done this before and we're going to give it another shot um unsurprisingly this one's held at the end of the season <laughs> funny that controversial Few laughter not sure about uh, that one and also we don't have a fancy tent down by the harbour side but I can assure you that these awards are just as important. So. Yeah, well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Hopefully next year we'll be able to get a big tent down the harbour side and, you know, a bar. Open bar, preferably. Only if you're open paying. Bar. Yeah, if you're open bar. Well, it. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be me. The club, the club can pay for it. Um, or the players. I'm not sure how that one works. The recipient of the awards can pay for, That's the, a good pay for the event. Um, we'll start with player of the season. Um, the club awarded this to Ollie Clark. I awarded this to Ollie Clark, actually. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, Max actually handed over the award oh, yeah, at yeah. the event, yeah. which was held long hum- ago. Humble we- brag. Yeah, it does feel like a few months ago now. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- this time, who are we giving it to, Max? You also get to award okay. this. I, I'm awarding it, am I? Yeah, because um, you, you want to make up for the yes, your little yes. issue last time. Do I have an envelope? To, yeah, to, no, to no, no we haven't risked it. We've <laughs> taken out the envelope in advance for you. Okay, so the gas cast player of the season is James Clark. Clap, 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 clap. Um, which means we disagree with the decision that the club made, or yeah. the players. I think it's the players, actually. Yes, the players um, vote for it, yeah. Mets, I'm going to give this one to you, because I know that you're going to absolutely love it. Um, why was he your pick? He has been unbelievably solid at right back. He's He's been in and out of the team the past couple of seasons, like just filling in wherever he can. But this season, he's really nailed down right back. He's been fantastic at the back. He's had like one or two shaky moments across pretty much the entire season going forward he's been all right as well he's just just consistent he's like our right back lee brown kind of thing he's never going to be amazing but he's always just really really solid um and he's a lovely bloke to boot so what's not to like i think for me james in a season where we kind of we had these players come in that didn't match the mentality and we kind of felt like we'd lost our rovers a little bit he kind of epitomizes everything that is the rover side that we want max yeah, definitely. He he is um, a natural leader, um, and he's just such a humble, hardworking bloke. Um, and at the start of the season, when he sort of came in, I think QPR away, he got absolutely rinsed by their winger, and I was thinking he is not up to it at all. He is not good enough defensively. But since that game, I don't know what it is, but he just became so solid. I don't think I saw a bloke really get the better of him all season after that game. Um, which for a player like James, who um, we signed from Woking, to step up all the way to League One and uh, be as solid as he has this season is, is a testament to him and the, and the work that he's put in this season to improve his game. And not just defensively, but going forwards as well. His, his crossing, uh, winning a couple of penalties, scoring his first ever goals in football as well. So mm. um, 
it's been brilliant for him. And, and let's not forget the importance he's played in some of the, the most crucial goals this season. Um, Fleetwood at home, we talked about a little bit as as the big turning point. He obviously scored the winner in that game. And your your turning point, Harley, was the the Plymouth the Plymouth game where mm. James got that that amazing cross in for um, Gavin Riley to head home, um, which Gavin barely touched it to be honest. It yeah, was going straight in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, James has been a, a real character, and he's been integral in the turnaround of, of the squad. I think um, turnaround of the squad's fortunes and, and getting the results out. And I really hope he signs on because he's just been everything that you would want in a player at your club. Completely agree. So congratulations to James on winning our award. Well you win. What, what do they win? Do they win a graphic that I'm going to make? Yeah, for yeah. Twitter Max will make it. you a graphic, and hopefully you'll like it on Twitter. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to the young player of the season award. Um, we unanimously voted again that it would be Michael Kelly. So he will also get a graphic courtesy of Max Alderson. Um, he actually joined the development squad in July 2017 and did well on loan at Bath in December 2017. When you think about how that's not very long ago, played for Bath, that's quite an improvement. So after being flung in, mainly due to injuries, I think, Max... Have you been impressed? I know you've been impressed. Yeah, I, I really like Kelly. I, I see him as a young Michael Smith. Um, a little bit raw to begin with, but really growing into it. He's, he's, he's technical and quick. Um, and he read, his positioning and his reading of the game is very good for someone so young, I think. Um, he doesn't get caught too high at the pitch ever, which is always a danger for young attacking fullbacks. Um, he's just been, I think, for a debut season at League One, exceeded all expectations and he can only get better I think um, and it's going to be really good to see him uh, fighting Holmes Dennis for that left back squad uh, spot next season assuming we don't bring anyone else in do you agree Matt? yeah I do agree um, yeah we had obviously massively low expectations of him and actually when he came in I wasn't expecting him to play for very long before Holmes Dennis was fit because it was a stopgap while we waited mm. for on his fitness but yeah, he slotted in. He didn't really look out of place. I mean, he had the odd shaky moment, but then he's a young lad, so you you kind of expect it. He has just been solid. And actually, one thing I really do like about him is he will take on a shot from almost anywhere. Like, <laughs> if it comes out to him and he's got space, he will smash it over Again, the stand. Again, no, I'm not entirely convinced that this is a positive thing. <laughs> so it's, it's seeming like the Can player that you're after. It seems like you're... Your kind of staple of a solid player is swearing at the officials and yeah. smashing it miles <laughs> over the bar at the first attempt. Yeah, I kind of I like players in my own mould, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh okay. dear! Um, yeah, so I think Michael Kelly was when he came in. I think he was quite weak, actually, and I think he kind of, he was probably as shocked as we were that he was playing. Um, I'm not sure how we went into the season so unprotected at left back, but no, he's exceeded all expectations. Um, I think a special mention has to go to Alfie Kilgore, who is really the only other option we'd have had to vote for, really. Um, yeah, probably Alfie. I can't really see anyone else. Maybe maybe Dion Moore, but him and Alfie have barely played for the first team. But so. Alfie, I mean, he stepped up at Plymouth away superbly, and I'm hoping that we get to see more of him next season because he's a, he's a diehard gas head and 
I remember watching an interview with him two years ago and he was just like over the moon to even be in the youth team. And he's really pushed on lately. And he's got rid of a really poor mop he used to have. He used to have a really <laughs> bad hairstyle. And now he's sorted himself out. So. And he is an absolute tank. Have yeah. you seen the size of him? <laughs> I know. He's, um, he's absolutely He's huge. certainly sorted himself out in the yeah. last two years. Yeah, he's, he's, he's made Broadbent look like uh, an absolute... <laughs> an absolute uh, <laughs> can't even lost think. for words yeah. Yeah, once I have nothing to say yeah. makes, him, <laughs> makes him look like Tom Nichols I was, I was I forgot the name of Lee Johnson I was trying to say Lee Johnson but <laughs> the name escaped me um, surprise of the season award this is a curveball um, do you know what the, the worst thing about these awards is I kind of expected us to have some debate around it but we all voted for exactly the same thing pretty much every single time for we once. voted for Johnson Clark Harris um, who is obviously the surprise of the season. Um, ironically, we've managed to achieve the least surprising surprise of the season. Um, Mets, with the season finished and given time and space to reflect, just how good is he? You actually said earlier that you believe we're going to keep him? Yeah, I think I think we will keep him now. I think, if you think it through logically, I think we probably will. Um, I'll be pretty upset if he goes, but we should get good money for him if he does. So, um, yeah, when we when we were linked with him, it was... Another Coventry player, same as because it was about the same time as a go go, wasn't it? Same um, day, same day. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, he's not getting in the Coventry team behind Bakayoko, who's a big pile of shit. That was a bit harsh, actually. <laughs> that, I, I just heard myself there. He is rubbish, but you're thinking he's not beating him out of the team, so he's got to be absolutely rubbish. <laughs> I can't believe that. You just absolutely gone in. I think everyone's just going to be pretty blown away by that. Yeah, yeah, that was harsh. But that was the surprise of the season. I I, I, I retract my. (laughs) But if he's not forcing him out of the team, he's not going to be very good, is he? And then he came in, and you could see straight away he was a bit of a player about him. He didn't score in his first couple, I don't think. And I was thinking, oh, you know, maybe he'll enable. Nichols to score he'll be able to like hold up play a bit and then he just went on an unbelievable run of scoring he just he went in full-on beast mode and it was incredible and I was shocked I still am surprised at this I, every now and again I think how did that happen is it actually happened is this all a dream and I'm thinking if he starts the season like that then we'll lose him in January but we'll lose him for good money so very good money he's got kind of it just seemed like well actually how have i not asked you this max you are the one that tweeted after we signed johnson clark <laughs> harris with absolute rage he was definitely he surprised you uh, there was not been a meltdown as big as that since chernobyl in uh <laughs> in the heights of the cold war so um yeah i was i was pretty fuming uh to say the least um and i ended up almost fighting tommy widgington's son in as the car park, so uh, things got pretty bad, um, and, I, and I did not hold back in my thoughts about how much of an absolutely disgraceful signing this was. I was ready to <laughs> storm the gates of Wild Alcardi Manor uh, with pitchforks and torches, saying, "What have you done to my club? Why are you signing players who have got like two goals in three years? Absolute wastes of money." This is not what we need. Our scouting is rubbish. We're just signing players from Coventry. Um, but he's actually quite good, really, wasn't he? So, <laughs> <laughs> he actually turned out all right. Yeah, um, well, you could say that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, to be fair, I am usually quite level-headed. So I think 
I'm allowed one meltdown a season and, and <laughs> over Johnson Clark. I think I think we can give everyone one meltdown a season. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I I will apologise to Johnson. Johnson Clark Harris. I'm sorry. I will apologise to Theo Widgerton as well for for I think slating that's the his big dad. One, really. For slating his dad, which probably wasn't fair. He signed a couple of good players, and if he gets these two Coventry lads in as well, it's happy days really because they look quite good as well. So, apologise. Put my hands in. Put hands up, and I say. I was wrong. Can we also give out a new award of Meltdown of the Season? Yeah, I Do think we, that's fair. We haven't got time on the spot to really think of any competitors to it, really. No, but I, th- I think offering a, the the head of recruitment's son onto it. Oh, no, getting into a row. You didn't offer him a, did you? No, no. No, no. no you would have got battered. We literally, so that's probably good. It was literally me just saying, uh, the, the only good, why have we signed his firstborn son and he just put secondborn son? That's it. <laughs> He's absolutely done. Yeah, he has absolutely done. Yeah, megged. Um, Final award of the Gascast Awards 2018-19, Limbs of the Season. And the first award, may I add, that we didn't all give the same answer on. In fact, none of us agreed. So my vote was Plymouth away. Riley doing bits, I've written. Banged my shin. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Banged my shin. It was, um, I remember that game, Andy Holmes, who is a regular listener of the podcast, fell asleep next to me. No, um, surely not. Watching the game. And, um, I think he missed the first 30 minutes of the game. So that says a lot about the game. But final 10 minutes, you can't argue with that. And main man James Clark actually shithoused their fans an absolute stormer. So that was brilliant because he pissed off that ball boy or something because they wouldn't give him the no, ball the, back. the ball boy pissed him off by dropping the yeah, ball wasn't he by winding him up with the ball so then he pinged it at the back post and Gav's always Gavilar's got his head on it Gavilar <laughs> um, absolute limbs um, Max your limbs uh, I, I wasn't at the Plymouth game I was listening on the radio but it was good lounge limbs from me punching the air <laughs> uh, I meant your vote of limbs of oh, the season oh okay yeah sorry um, my vote for limbs of the season was I've completely forgotten what I said. Was it Fleetwood at home? It was Fleetwood at home. Fleetwood at home, yeah. It Obviously was, memorable for you. Very <laughs> memorable. You're yeah, very memorable. Um it just uh because that game was so important um and we hadn't had a home win in a while. It was Graham Coughlin's first home game. Um and we won it at the death and I think we were knocking on the door for so long because we they were down to ten men. Chad Evans got sent off for that that elbow unlock you. Mm. Um, so that we had we had uh, a man advantage for about 25 minutes and we were just knocking on the door but we couldn't quite put it away and it just had a little bit of a feeling of that Dagenham game where things just don't go your way and, and almost like 91st, 92nd minute a chance doesn't go your way and your shoulders drop and you think we haven't won it we, we, we've, we've, we've messed this one up and then out of nowhere you just score and it's carnage and uh, yeah really good limbs that one so for me that gets my vote Mets I've got Sunderland away. Um, like you said. That memorable 2-1 loss. To be fair, that was loss. great limbs. Yeah, 1-0 up at the Stadium of Light after um, Daryl had gone tops off, which might have been inadvisable because it was fucking freezing. But I really enjoyed it. It was a massive crowd as well. So it was just and all it took, round took brilliant. it took you like 10 hours to get there, didn't it, on the coach? On, uh, no, they, they were on the minibus. I, I'd come over from Manchester, so six I had... Six hours, I think. Six so hours. Five, six hours. I, oh, I drove it back, I, didn't I? I flew to Scotland and then got a train down. <laughs> I was in Manchester the night before for my work's due, and I got on a train from Manchester to Newcastle thinking, oh, you know, quite northern. It took forever, and there's no toilets on that train, and I, I was dying. 
I was just like no huddled in the corner. The train. No, it's one of those crappy little like what the hell? The like one that goes to Western. You know what I mean? Like one of those. North Korea. You don't get any toilets on a train. It was awful. Like I just I was sat there dying, just slowly dying until I got there, and then yeah. And then Rodman poked home. Come on! That I was, was so good chuffed. That was, was good memories. Memories. So how do we do this then? Uh, we were going to vote for one that we didn't nominate. Yeah, I think I vote for Sunderland away. I, I vote for Sunderland We've away as well. Winner. What would you have voted for, Mets? Out of interest, I would have gone for Fleetwood. Actually, I just yeah, the relief on that one. Yeah, the problem is I was in the East Stand and there were no limbs for me. But <laughs> I did watch the limbs. It's almost like for this vote, you have to put yourself in in other people's situation and judge yeah. their limbs, which is somewhat odd, actually. Me and Paul um, had limbs on the front row of the East Stand, so. <laughs> Right, I think we give that one to Sunderland away. Funnily enough, we didn't win, but, you know, it was... Uh, we lost. <laughs> it was limbs, I agree. And shirts off in the freezing cold was ill-advised. And a great night, night out on the tune. Yes, it was. It was a very good night. Great. I went to a Greg's at 2.30 in the morning. Can you imagine a Greg's being open at 2.30 in the morning? That's absolutely fantastic. The one in central Bristol closes at 5 p.m. Ridiculous. When you, when you say central, Bri- which one? Oh, it's closed down Wine Street. But that's not the important information. Oh. Basically, most Greg's close about 5pm. Ludicrous yeah. times. Newcastle, open until 3 in the morning. That is the surprise that's, of the season. That's prime time. That's that when you want a Greg's. Time. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Sausage, bean and cheese slice. Went down a storm. And then, outside, bumped into Liam Serkham and Carl Bennett. Oot on the tune. And he went, we're oot on the tune. Which was an interesting response. But, um, yeah... <laughs> Glad we went through that. Um, everyone, <laughs> now you know, in Newcastle, 3 a.m. Greg's, be there. We Have did we got not some kind get of paid for this, unfortunately. Yeah, I was no. going to say, we need to hook that Greg's up. Greg's would be my dream sponsor, to be fair. Will we be going to Sunderland if they don't go up next Absolutely. season? Absolutely. I'll be there. Yeah, I would have thought so. I will be there. I'll be there. We'll yeah, be, be there. there. Also, would you rather be paid, if Greg's decided to sponsor Gascast, would you rather be paid in money or Greg's? Greg's. Yeah, probably Greg's. They have the inflation at Greg's has been very poor. When I started at my work, I was paying ATP for a sausage, bean, and cheese slice, and now they're like one pounds forty, which is unacceptable, frankly. You should have them every lunchtime, and now it's not a realistic option. Yeah, and you're on a diet. Yeah, controversially, diet. I've had one of the vegan sausage rolls, and they're really nice. Don't even surprise at me. of the season. There's a lot of contenders coming up here. Um, we're actually going to move away from the awards now. That's okay. it for the awards. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it well done it. to all the winners yeah well done to all the winners you will receive a Max Alderson graphic via Twitter do I have to do one of myself having the meltdown <laughs> yeah. yeah I want to see you I, fuming red face I want to see that Widrington tweet like the, the whole <laughs> yeah, kind yeah, of absolutely. like thread that is yes that thread is the back yeah. I like that. Boom. Yeah. Um, let's move on to question time it's that time of the episode again I'm going to go through some questions from you guys remember for the future if you do have any questions just tweet us in advance we'll write them down um, I've gone through as many as I can here um, we start with Yattengas. Um Max, I'll go with. You have 500k to spend. Who do you buy? Oh, whoa, that's a great question. It is a very good one. Um, is, does that mean on one player or, or on several players? No, small print. Okay, mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that's 500k on one player. Mm. Um, ooh, that's tough, isn't it? Um, I would. No, I reckon you can spread the cost. Spread the cost. We're, yeah, we're never spending half a million. Does it have to be player? realistic? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah you got, you've got to try and be the manager here. You've got five hundred pounds, five hundred grand. Macaulay Bond from Leighton Orient. 
a good answer. It's a good shout. But I don't think that 500k would be enough. I think they could probably hold out for a million for him. Um, but yeah, I would love a striker like that, Macaulay Bon, um, just like a, a mobile um, poacher, but also can run the channels and and just link up well with with um, Clark Harris. Um, yeah, probably him. Although I'd quite mi- I'd quite say, can we use that five hundred grand in wages and get Tom Eves in or something like that? And Jack Payne, you're ahead of me. Jack Payne, going to say Jack Payne. Yeah, Jack Payne. Repurpose it in wages. I would. Uh, he's the centre mid we need. I think the number ten. Um, his his wages would be good. Um, yeah, just five hundred grand extra in the budget would be fantastic. But mm. if if you're saying one player, Macaulay Bon, if that's realistic, I would like him. Repurpose the five hundred grand on a new tent. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd get you a few I'd, tents, couldn't I'd, it? I'd look at Danny Rowe from Fylde. I've been a big admirer of him for a while. Um, he is a U player, mind. He's, yeah. definitely, he's nearly thirty now, mind. He's worth it. He's he's, he's definitely bollocking the linesman, isn't he? Oh yeah. If not physically assaulting him. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be another few marks for you, no doubt. Um, yeah, my answer is Jack Payne. I think repurpose yeah. it in wages, get Jack Payne in. Um, again, no small print, so sorry if I've bent the question wrong. Um, next question, Alex Jarman, who should be kipper, Who should be skipper next season, I should say? Ooh, um, for me, Ollie Clark, because he's the last of the... Of the of the Titans of old, you know the old like the old guard. It's like talking in riddles. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, am to be fair. I don't make sense at the best Ollie of Clark, times. I just I don't see him as a captain, and I know that a lot of people are going to be gasping right now. But I just don't I don't see him as a captain. I'd give it to Tony Craig. I'm with you on that, Tony Craig. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I feel like you've got more to say, Max. No, no, it's, it's either him or Ollie Clark for me. Mm. I, just, I think Holly Clark is probably going to be the one that gets it, to be honest. Because I think, well, to be fair, all of the managers that we've had seem to see that in him. So, fair play, who can argue? But I would probably go for Tony Craig just for the experience and that kind of... Tony Craig would be my first choice. After that, I'm maybe even looking at an Ed, Ed Upson. Well, that is a curveball. That is a curveball. You're so shocked. With that. He just... He's, he's not like very vocal, is he? No, but... He kind of leads by example. He's always calm, just gets the ball. Might be too calm. He could be too calm. He's he's not a very me player. He doesn't kind of um, shout at officials or um, anything like that. But I think Ollie Clark just goes to missing too much for me as a captain. Because um, you've for me, you either want a vocal captain like Tony Craig or you want an example captain. And that would be Ed Upson for me. Fair enough. I think Tony Craig. Yeah, fair. Um, Michael Willett asks... Should we care about what City do, or is it vital to keep tabs on your closest rivals? Mets, I'll give that to to you, because you know a lot about City. You have a lot of City mates. I do, yeah. Um, Should we just ignore City? I wish we could. I really wish we could. Um, I think we can probably try and copy some of the stuff they do, like the advertising around town when they did the new badge and all that. It's sickeningly good, unfortunately. Um, We're never going to... I, I think it's too late for us to even ca- like keep up with them now. They're they're just gone beyond us. And I was saying to you earlier, actually, I think they will get promoted next season, and then that's it. Will be the Port Vale to their Stoke kind of thing. And I think any any parent like who hasn't really got any football affiliation is going to look at taking them to Rovers or taking them to City and see the kind of. Um, the facilities they got there and all that, and they're just going to go there. And the season ticket deal they do, um, Mate of mine was saying about it, he's taking his little one, I think he's got a season ticket for 80 quid for the season for his little boy, 
and he gets a free kit with it. It's, and that's, the kit's 40 quid, 50 quid. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's that kind of like that switched on commercially that I think they're, they're just going to leave it's us It's annoying dead. how well it seems to be working at the moment for them. Well, you um, compare it to like what Hamer said uh, last year when he was asked that question, what do you say about young young fans who will go and watch City instead? And he said, oh, let them. Let them? Let them? That's our club's future. Let yeah, them go. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's still a died time now, I think. I think I get what you're saying. I think we're not completely done and dusted. We can still... There's only one division between us, and unfortunately it does come down a lot to that. I find it weird because I They're will still support ahead. Rovers regardless, but that's not how it works for most people, unfortunately. People need a better stadium. That's the absolute pivotal here. Um, kind of segueing into another question here that Billy1883 sent in, which was, what do you guys think is the long-term ambition for the club? Championship football, but above all, sustainability. I think the club, the owners, know that football is a black hole for money. Mm. But it is possible to build a model that keep is sustainable, that won't just be sucking funds. You know, Lansdowne bails them out every year, doesn't he? He's, they haven't got a sustainable model. They're getting there, but only a little bit, like 1% closer to it every year. I think the owners know... If, if the owners wanted to build a stadium, they would have built a stadium. But they don't want to lose £10 million a year. They want to build a stadium that's going to support itself. And, you know, if, the, if they didn't put any money in, the club wouldn't go under. It would just keep ticking over and be sustainable at a good level. And I think that's the ambition for the club, is to build something sustainable. And the stadium is vital to this. Right? Yeah, it is vital. And I'm going to stick my neck out and say I think it will happen. I think it will happen as well. I, but I don't think it will happen in the next five years. I think it will happen in the next ten years. And I'm personally okay with that. And I'm happy to wait for the Alcardis to sort something out. Because I, I appreciate these things don't happen overnight. They've only been here three years. Three years is not very long. Especially when the main plan that you had fell through, didn't work, wasn't sustainable. To now come up with something new from scratch is no easy task and it's not going to be an overnight thing and I think personally I'm 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 24 years old I'm going to be a Rovers fan you know hopefully for another 60 70 years um I can wait for a new stadium because I I I know realistically it's going to happen in the next 10 15 years lots of fans and we have got an older fan base that as the club is stalling and City are, are obviously bringing in the the next generation of fans and we're struggling to do that at the same level they are our fan base is getting older. We're struggling to get as many young fans in as I, I feel bad to say it, that we will be losing mm-hmm. um, due to aging out. Um, and and I think people will get impatient because they'll they'll know that they may not see a stadium in their lifetimes. And I'm just a bit apprehensive that the the ambition of the club is not public enough for the fans to accept it, and they the owners may be pushed out is what I'm saying what do you guys think I think the problem is is that like from the from the first question that we were answering from Mike or Willis um, we kind of I think we do have a chance to keep up not keep up in terms of the same financial clout they have but the stadium is vital to keeping up with them and if we got on with that and did that now or five years ago I think we might have had a chance of getting to the championship and at that point you're close enough that I think you can you can still keep up with them, right, with the financial gap. But at what cost, though? But what if that cost us a lot 
mm. we're making massive losses and then five years later we're back down to where we were in more debt well we need the stadium that's the main thing the stadium will hopefully allow us to do that without being you know it will be sustainable right it has to be the it right needs, stadium. but it, that's the thing if, if, it, if it's going to take 10 years then unfortunately i feel and this is such a horrible conversation to be finishing this with i think so sorry say that mike um you know it's just i just don't know how it would happen if we don't get a move on and i don't know if we will get a move on no this is it there's like you said the owners have only been here three years and there are people who have been waiting 33 years for a new stadium Mm -hmm. so and for those people to kind of get their hopes up and then have them dashed yet again and they've lived through all the up and downs it's frustrating um like you said max we've we're a bit younger well i'm not as young as you but kind of got time on us and kind of you can kind of see maybe it will happen but it's got to happen pretty soon i think it is kind of do or die for us like you said i think if we don't get the stadium because the mem isn't providing the revenue we need even at this level to be sustainable at league one level we're making massive losses and the debt's kind of approaching the value of the mem so it's kind of uh, is a do or die almost a do or die moment in the next what maybe year 18 months two years kind of thing that's when we're gonna yeah see if the alcardis are willing to put their hand in their pocket and keep bailing the club out or if they're seeing as the UE fell through and it's not quite the club they bought if they want to move on it's yeah what a depressing thought liven it up a little bit Katie Pullen sent in a question this is the last one by the way thanks for sending them in we will get to them over the summer hopefully um you've got three wishes you can grant for Rovers what are they there's a bit of an Aladdin vibe to this oh I like this one inspired by the Will Smith pictures maybe that's the plug (laughs) (laughs) thanks for the money (laughs) um Metz what's your wish you can do anything for Rovers. Hang on, I get three, don't I? No, well, let's take one each. Let's take oh, one each. Oh, fuck. Um, I, uh, well, I'm going to wish for, and this is going to be controversial, memory development. Memory development? He loves this Gloucester Road, don't you, I Max? do, I do. I don't want to move from there. It's nice, and I don't want to have to shuttle out. Like, we've all been to MK. It's soulless. It's on a trading estate, for God's sake. The only place you can go to drink is Frankie and Benny's. Like, same with Oxford. The Bowlplex, I won't slag off the Bowlplex because it is mint, but I want proper pubs on Gloucester Road and I want to be able to go to the Sporty and have a pizza after the game. I don't want to be getting in the car and all that kind of stuff. I want mem- I've, I've been pro-mem the entire time. I want us to redevelop the mem, make it into a whatever it has to be to be sustainable, if it's got student flats or if it's got a gym, community centre, all that stuff, but I want it to be on Muller Road. You've been pretty greedy with your wish there. I'm for... Max, you got one? Does that have to be on a bit of smaller scale? Is that is that is it can be whatever you want? Would it wish. just be bad to say win every game ever? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you might be cheating there. Okay, might... okay. Um let's say about like the future proofing of the club. Um I would like us to I wish that Rovers would not lose their best players for no money. I'd like us to reap the rewards of our hard work and you development. Think all players should go to tribunal. Yes, all of them. Wait, no, because then we have to pay. They should. They should. No, basically... I, I just wish that we we wouldn't be so crap with our contracts and would actually mm. have a bit of common sense when signing players. That's all I'm asking you, for. You want to force labour from them? No, 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 no. <laughs> they cannot breach their contracts and go elsewhere. <laughs> they must stay That's with not us. What I'm saying, <laughs> lock them up. I'm not saying. Them. I just want some money for them. Um, yeah, 
My um, my wish would be to do a banging pizza deal in the club bar oh, after every game. Do you remember? Do you remember um, under John Ward there was score twice half price? Oh yeah, what a deal that was. Well, maybe that's what we're saying here. Papa John, another sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I have Papa a, John's two for one? Can I change my wish? No. Yeah. Okay. Right. I want kick it for a season ticket back. No, no, not season kick. Um, kick it for a ticket. No, 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 not that anymore. Um, can you remember Charlton away a few seasons ago when that bloke won like ten grand? It was like crossbar challenge. Yeah. Oh. And it was like every week the club would put in five hundred quid into the kitty, and if you got crossbar challenge from like the eighteen yard box, you won it all. And it had gone on and on. I think this was like a New Year's Day game, and this kitty won. He just like come up. He didn't look anything special. Add his like new Timberlands on that he got for Christmas rather than any boots. Another sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> and he's absolutely pinged it straight on the crossbar and he's won 10 grand and it absolute limbs. Like the entire ground went, well, those that hadn't gone to the bar. I'm a big fan of crossbar challenge. Crossbar yeah, challenge. I want that. Absolute. We don't do anything at halftime, do we? Remotely interesting apart from, oh, here's a raffle. Which former player can we drag onto the pitch to pick a mm. number eight for the 50-50? And that's it, really. It would be nice... I did like uh, good old Steve Hood's kick it for a ticket, although it was a bit short-sighted because it's very easy to kick a ball into the goal from the halfway line oh, with yeah, no that, keeper there. That was quite amusing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. side-footing. No, yeah. I want crossbar challenge. I want crossbar challenge. Want. Yeah, crossbar challenge or, or like a big skip. You know, the mm. ones when they have to kick it into the skip? Yeah. Well, yeah, sponsored skip. Yeah, yeah. Sponsored oh, skip. and we've got rid of the skip. Oh, no. It wasn't a skip. It was the tractor enclosure, wasn't it? I thought there was a skip in there as well. <laughs> Katie, I must apologise. I feel like we probably not granted the three wishes that most gas heads would want us to have done but, but we not, have got two for one pizzas in the club bar after uh, a new stadium and kick it for a ticket and right. forced labor and forced labor yeah which is uh quite a selection <laughs> um, and with that i think um gas gas should close for the season um thank you everyone for listening this has been a pretty mega one to be honest part two we're at nearly an hour um we'd like to thank everyone that has listened to our podcast over the last season um we hope you've enjoyed the improved frequency and hopefully quality um we hope to bring you some more content over the summer we've got plans and we'll of course be back next season we hope to be bigger and better than ever um now seems a good time to mention that we'd love to receive your feedback on the show this season you can fill out a form on the website gas-cast.co.uk and of course there's a subscribe button on there if you don't subscribe please do we don't want you missing our content when we come back next season and over the summer um and follow us on twitter facebook etc um, for now, from all of us at Gascast, thanks again, and up, up the gas. gas. Gascast, a Bristol Rovers fans podcast.